The night that Tommy disappeared is burned into Techno's memory forever. He's turned it over every which way, followed it down familiar paths, and questioned every aspect until his mind spun. Every detail, every decision he made, everywhere he went wrong. Since it happened, he hasn't slept, instead staring at the ceiling and wondering what he could have done differently, should have done differently. He plays it over and over, a hundred times in one day. When he reaches the end of it, all he's accomplished is making himself feel sick. The memory replays again. Techno is sitting at the kitchen table, trying to finish a nearly overdue essay. Phil's at work. He just texted Techno, saying it'll be at least another two hours before he can leave. It's already ten. Techno wishes this was a more unusual occurrence than it is. If Phil had come home early, he thinks some things might have gone differently. But he doesn't want resentment towards anyone but himself. Can't bear to have that bitterness building up in him. So he lets the thought go as quickly as it occurs to him. They'd had money to order out for dinner, cash left behind by Phil, but they'd argued about what they wanted. Tubbo and Tommy were both tense. Techno thinks something happened at school, but he's not the one that they ever went to for that kind of shit, so he doesn't ask. He lets them bicker over, over pizza versus Chinese until he couldn't focus on his essay over the sound of it anymore, and then he'd snatch the money off the counter and told them to eat leftovers instead. In his head, he takes Tommy's side. He orders pizza and tubbo pouts, but ultimately all three of them sit at the kitchen table with their slices. Techno even presses to ask why they're both so tense with one another. He talks, he listens, he puts his stupid fucking essay aside, and he focuses on his brothers. In the memory, Techno sits back down at his laptop and ignores them as they dig through the fridge in sulking silence. It's after they've all had something to eat, and Techno has made frustratingly little progress on his essay that the argument between the two boys escalates. Upstairs, something crashes to the floor, and then he hears a shout. He hesitates first, frustration bitter in his chest. They're seventeen. They should be capable of solving their own arguments, shouldn't they? Does Techno always need to play intermediary? Fine, he hears Tubbo shout, words audible despite them being on entirely separate floors. Techno can count on one hand the number of times he's heard Tubbo raise his voice in frustration. Have it your way, then. God knows that's all you ever get. Techno is up on his feet and headed for the stairs, as they left once again interrupted and unfinished. His younger brother's bedroom door is ajar. He doesn't like to barge in, so he would have simply knocked and waited for an answer, but Tommy has just started shouting back, I do not only ever get in my way. You're acting like a selfish child, Tubbo. I'm acting like a child. You- Techno pushes open the door, more aggressively than he intends, hits something on the floor, someone's backpack, and stops there with a thud. Tommy and Tubbo freeze at the interruption. They're both in pajamas, which makes their argument there in the middle of all the more ridiculous. Tubbo sits on the edge of his bed, arms crossed over his honeybee-patterned t-shirt, and curled in on himself in frustration. Tommy is standing in the middle of the room, striped PJ pants and all, arms thrown wide and face crumpled. Techno steps aside, inside carefully easing the door shut behind him. There's a hundred things he could say. You two want to talk through this with kinder voices is one of them. How about we slow down and you explain what's gotten you both so upset? You two care about each other is another. Whatever petty spat you're having right now isn't worth the anger you're throwing at one another. Don't do this to each other. We still have cash, yet another. Let's go for a drive and get ice cream from the gas station. He says any of those things and watches the tension drain from their shoulders and the anger fade from their eyes. They talk things through. They're all okay. Hey, Techno says, still standing in the open doorway and frustration still in his throat. It's ten at night. You want to save the screaming your heads off for a time when people aren't asleep next door or trying to write an English essay that's due in two hours? 
Tommy glowers at him. Fine. Whatever. Fuck you. He yanks a hoodie from Art's throne on the bed and pushes past Techno, footsteps stomping down the hall and stairs. Tubbo gets to his feet, too, starting to go after him, but Techno stops him with one hand. Give him some space, Techno says. Looks to me like you both need to cool off. In his mind, he stops Tommy with an easy hand instead, curls him back into the bedroom and doesn't let him leave until he's solved this thing with Tubbo. In his mind, the moment Tommy storms out of the room, Techno turns to walk after him. Let's go for a drive, Techno says. Let's walk together. Don't go on your own, Tommy. In his head, he isn't afraid to beg. In his head, on replay, the most important thing is to just keep him here. Don't leave alone, he says. Don't leave. Please don't go. Tubbo deflates. He sits down on his bed again. You want to talk about it? Techno asks. No, Tubbo mutters. He kicks at the blankets on his bed and starts to burrow under them. In seconds, all Techno can see is the tips of messy brown hair. He stays in the doorway a moment longer. A muffled slam from the front door is heard from elsewhere in the house. He sighs. Okay. Good night, Tubbo. It's a long second before Tubbo offers his grumpled reply. Night. Techno flicks off the light switch and eases the door shut on his way downstairs. He takes his phone out and sends a text to Tommy. 10.03. Techno. Don't be out long. It's a school night. 10.05. Tommy. Fuck you, bitch. Techno should go after him. This is not a thought he gives himself later, after he's worn this memory into often-traveled paths and bitter what-ifs. This is one he has in the moment as he looks from the screen of his phone to the laptop sitting on the kitchen table to the car keys hanging on the fridge. Tommy hasn't been great lately. Techno doesn't even know why. Hasn't pushed and prodded enough to get an answer, though he'd suspect it has to do with Wilbur. He was supposed to come home for a week, and he'd bailed on them at the last minute. Techno isn't surprised, and even if Phil was disappointed, Techno is sure he wasn't surprised either. Tubbo doesn't show anything ever, so he doesn't know how he took it. Tommy, though, even after everything, Tommy still looks up to Wilbur like he hung the stars himself. Techno doesn't want to put the blame on this for anyone about himself. He doesn't want to face those feelings. He doesn't let himself entertain them. What if Wilbur had just come home? What if Wilbur had called a little more? What if Wilbur was there to talk to Tommy? He doesn't want to think about those. He pushes them away. Techno should have driven after Tommy. He, should have, he shouldn't have let him out of his sight. He should have known somehow that this was the night he desperately needed to do better, to do more, to be the older brother Tommy needed. Instead, Techno opens up his laptop and he sits down at the kitchen table again. He loses himself in research and in writing, one tabbed open after another, as the night ticks slowly by. Phil is still not home, Tubbo is still in bed, Tommy's still angry. He doesn't realize the time passing until he's submitting his essay and it's nearly midnight. The front door hasn't opened once. In the memory, this is where the sick feeling sinks into his stomach, in his mind, and has never left. He's on his feet and back upstairs as soon as he realizes the time. Their bedroom door is closed, as he'd left it. Inching it open, he peers inside. Tommy's bed is empty. Tubbo's hair is still visible over the edge of his comforter. For an awful, awful moment, Techno is frozen in place. He doesn't know what to do. Tommy isn't back. His mind supplies him with a hundred horrible things that could have happened. A string of terrible, terrible incidents that could have, might have, are happening to his brother right now. In memory, he staves them off. He goes back to the kitchen and gets his phone, hoping for a text from Tommy, but there's nothing. It's been almost two hours. How hadn't he been noticed it had been two hours? Techno? He turns. 
Tubbo stands at the foot of the stairs, rumpled honeybee t-shirt and wide, bleary eyes. For a second, Techno feels like he can't breathe. Tommy didn't come back, Techno blurts out. Tubbo looks like he wakes up in an instant. Neither of them need to say anything else. Tubbo scrambles for his shoes and jacket, and Techno dials Tommy's phone number as he grabs his keys. It rings and rings and rings. It goes to an automated voicemail Tommy never set up. He dials again. He slips on Phil's dumb sandals left by the front door as he rushes outside, Tubbo on his heels. Neither of them remember to lock the door. Tommy! Tubbo screams, hands cupped around his mouth. It's midnight. The whole street is asleep. Techno couldn't care less. He hopes they all wake up. Tommy's voicemail picks up. Techno hangs up. He dials again. This is the worst part of the memory. The moment where Techno now knows it is far too late to change anything. The part where the Techno of the past doesn't know yet that it's too late. In his memory, he still hopes and hopes he'll see his brother sitting on some sidewalk under a dimly lit street lamp, or passed out on a McDonald's booth seat while the only employee sweeps up in the back, or any of the dozen other hiding places Techno can think to look in. He still hopes his aunt, he'll answer his phone if he keeps calling it. He still hopes they'll go home and find Tommy there, laughing at them for being all worked up over nothing. The techno of his memory doesn't know yet what the techno of now does, and it's the worst part of the memory to walk down, the part where nothing he does matters anymore. They drive up and down every street. It's a small town. They live in the middle of fucking nowhere, and there's not many places to look. There's not a lot of places to hide. They drive down barely paved rows out to the farms, and Tubbo screams out his window into wide-open fields and abandoned barns. They drive down neighborhood streets, all with lights out and darkened windows, and Tubbo shouts his name there, too. They circle the McDonald's parking lot, drive behind the only grocery store within 30 minutes, and even check the movie theater that doesn't open on weeknights. There's nothing else in this town besides that, so then they're on the other side of town, where the woods are. Techno has called Tommy eight times. He's left a voicemail on two of them, begging him to answer, desperate for him to pick up or call back. Techno pulls over to the side of the road, then, and his shaky fingers type in Phil's number instead. Besides him, he can hear Tubbo quietly whispering, No, no, no. Techno swears he can hear the words, Not again. It aches in his chest, and it weights heavily in his stomach. He feels sick in this memory. He hasn't stopped feeling sick since. He can't get himself to call Phil. His fingers hover over the button to call, but he can't press it. Can't figure out what words he'd use. He switches screens and texts his father instead. 1218, Techno. Tommy's missing. 1218, Techno. He went on a walk two hours ago. Sorry. They're still parked in front of the woods. Tubbo's face is drawn and pale in the glare of the streetlight above him. Techno should feel guilty for bringing him here especially in this fucking situation, but he can't separate that feeling from the overwhelming anxiety already rolling in his gut. He reaches across the dash and opens the glove box in front of Tubbo, taking out the flashlight there. You don't have to come with me, he tells him. I'm going to look. Tubbo looks like he's going to be sick. Techno's phone is buzzing in his pocket. He takes it out. Phil's calling. In his mind, he answers it. He owns up to what he's done here and now. He doesn't run and hide. He talks to his own father and tells him what had happened. He gets Tubbo out of here because it doesn't even matter how much they look tonight. At this point, all he can do is take care of Tubbo. Tommy's already gone. In this memory, he puts the phone in Tubbo's lap. Tell Phil to pick you up, he says. And then he climbs out of the car and closes the door, barely sparing a glance behind him as he jogs into the woods, flashlight in hand. He shouts Tommy's name until his voice is hoarse. He walks until his feet ache and his flashlight starts to flicker. It's all absolutely hopeless, which she knows later.
which he's starting to realize now. He stands in the middle of the woods and everything is dark and it is fuzzy and it's cold and it's lonely. Everything is wrong. He's sick to his stomach. He's frozen. His hands weigh more than they should. Tommy isn't here. Tommy isn't anywhere the Techno could think to look. Techno wants to scream. He shouts Tommy's name one more time. His flashlight flickers dangerously. Part of him wants to stay here until the light goes out entirely, until he has to wait for the sun to come up to make his way home, to be lost and stranded, and to deserve it at least a little. Common sense makes him turn on his heel. When he finally makes his way back to the street, he finds Phil waiting for him by the car, arms folded. Tubbo is nowhere in sight. Techno can't meet his eyes. He just climbs into the passenger seat. Techno, Phil starts from the driver's side. I'm sorry. Techno interrupts before he can say anything else. Exhaustic panic bubbles out of his mouth. I looked everywhere. I drove everywhere. I called him. I just kept calling him, even though he wouldn't answer. And I shouldn't have let him leave, but I did, and I'm sorry, and I'm trying to fix it. Techno, Phil says again, more forcefully. Techno's words die and rot right there on his tongue. I'm not angry with you. Techno is silent. In the memory, the statement from Phil falls on deaf ears, because Techno is angry with himself, and Phil's feelings don't mean anything to him just then. Phil starts the car. He pulls onto the road. Is Tubbo okay? Techno asks. His voice sounds too small for it to be his. Phil stares straight ahead. He's home. He's scared. Techno breathes out a shaky breath. He shouldn't have left him alone. Tubbo shouldn't be alone at all right now. Their family isn't meant to be split up like this. I'm sorry, Techno says again. Phil taps his fingers on the steering wheel. I wish you hadn't run off like that, especially without your phone. But I'm still not upset with you. I'm just worried. This is a massive understatement. Phil's voice is carefully calm, and Techno's very sure that it's for his own sake and no other reason. He still wonders how much less composed Phil had been when Techno couldn't see, when it was just him and Tubbo, Tubbo terrified and alone, and Phil frantic and helpless, at work thirty minutes away and unable to even help search. He hates to imagine it, so he tries not to. He's a coward deep down, and the idea of seeing so much unchecked emotion from both of them scares him. Phil fills him in on everything he's done since Techno texted him. The people he'd called, the places he looked. Techno nods along numbly. In this memory, there is only one thing left to do. There is a gaping, miserable ache left stretching in front of him forever and ever, until the present where Techno lies sleepless on his own bed. Tommy's bed is still empty. Tommy's bed is empty, and Techno feels sick, and time is a long, messy, indiscriminate pit that Techno will be falling through forever. But there is one thing left in this memory before time falls apart. There is a sun coming up over the horizon, and there's a graying sky and a parked car and the beep of a lock as Techno gets out. There's a stretch of sidewalk to either side of their little house, which is already too empty, has been too empty since Wilbur left and is now a thousand times worse. And on the side of the sidewalk is Tommy's phone, broken and shattered 30 feet from his own front door. 30 feet. He was 30 feet away. Time stretches on infinitely in front of Techno.